Okay, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the One Before I Die podcast, episode 148. Coming in hot. Uh, very, very special episode today. Uh, we are back. We are gonna we're gonna just throw away preseason week three. Um, I think last last week's episode when Ethan and I were talking about preseason, probably lost a few listeners there, just knowing the fact that we didn't even <laughs> watch that game. So we're gonna we're just not even gonna talk about that game against the Panthers. The Bills lost it anyway, uh, ended their preseason streak of 20 since 2017 of wins so um yeah it was a tough one but we're moving on to the regular season that's what we're here for the meat and potatoes of the year um and we got our buddy trent mauer on um comes on every year obviously if you guys have been listening for the past couple of years i think this is now the third year in a row that we're doing this um also a little just sidebar we kind of forgot and kind of missed our three-year anniversary of the podcast at the beginning of August. So um, we've been going on for a long time now. And, and since we've been doing this, Trent's been coming on to kind of do a season preview of the Bills every year. So he is back on. Um, and I guess before we go ahead with more of the intro, let's just introduce Trent right now as I'm, as I'm uh, talking about. So Trent, how you doing? Yo, what is up, boys? Uh, doing good. Doing good. Out here in Cali, just eagerly awaiting this Bills-Rams um, season kickoff. Uh, which I'll be at a couple of our friends, Jimmy, Mike. Um, but yo, shout out to you guys three years and a hundred, almost 50 episodes. That's insane. So yeah. Um, shout out to one before I die. I got my, uh, I didn't show you guys, but my cup here. Love that. Got the mug. Nice. <laughs> got the mug full of, full of beer right now, but <laughs> yeah, we yep. do a little beer, a little coffee action in there. So love that. Yeah. So Trent, obviously out in California still, um, Ethan in Chicago, myself on the East Coast. We got three different time zones working. Um, but yeah, Trent will be, he, he is out in LA. So he will be at that first game. His birthday is like the week before that. He's got a, he's got like a nice little couple of weeks coming up here. He's going to be on a little bit of a bender. I feel like he's going to be getting after it. Yeah. We got Labor Day, then the game, then my birthday right after That's that, right. So. That's right. Yeah. So I can't I'm, wait. What I'm a jealous combo. Of that. Yeah. What a combo. <laughs> jealous of that. Wish I was able to make it out for that. Um, but it'll be a good time, I'm sure. And then Ethan, of course, um, always on the pod. How you doing over there in Chicago? Good, man. Hanging in there. Did not watch a lick of the preseason week three, so I'm glad we're not talking about <laughs> it. Um, but ready to dive into this season here. I said it last week. I'm sick of preseason football, and I'm ready for the real thing. So, um, Trent, jealous that you're going to be at this game. It's probably going to be unbelievable atmosphere. And I don't know. Have you been to SoFi before? I've been for a uh, preseason Chargers game, which will okay. not nearly be the same as this opening night. feel like there'll be the... a decent Bills crowd there. Oh, yeah. Dude, the Bills are going to take it over. Like, I think L.A. is not quite ready for what the Bills and Bills Mafia have in store. But, yeah, we're, like, going to a tailgate beforehand, something that nice. you and I, um, Sam, did in, in Tampa last year. Yeah, yeah. you're doing the same, um, the same, like, company or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. The Bills backers LA, like it's a huge four hour tailgate, unlimited booze and drink and uh eating and everything. So it's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. The Bills are gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be go time. I mean, it's like you said, I'm sick of this preseason. I've seen enough of Matt Barkley and uh, <laughs> I'm ready for some Josh Allen. Yeah, couldn't agree more. So um I guess without further ado, let's get into this season preview, talk a lot about Bills tonight and just have some fun with it. Um, I think before we dive in here, there was obviously some news that came out the past few weeks. Um, the Matariza stuff came out, so he is now cut from the team. He's gone. Uh, Bill's organization just had to make a decision on that, which 
Um, I think, you know, the majority of people can probably agree it was the right decision. So um, some shocking stuff coming out out of, you know, from the clouds, honestly. And it was kind of weird to just see that even after the draft, you know, you know, knowing the Bills organization, doing their due diligence on that kind of stuff. But um, Ariza out. So the Bills are out of a punter, I guess, as we speak right now. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that position moving into the regular season. And then I don't know if you guys caught this, um, but first time today. So Monday, as we're recording this, uh, there are some some rumors swirling online about Zach Moss being dealt, maybe. And obviously nothing's come of it. I don't know if you guys saw anything about that online. It, you know, I it caught me off guard from, you know, when I saw that on, on Twitter today, didn't even know that was going to be a thing. But I guess if you're if you're if you're thinking about it, the running back, the running back room, right, you draft James Cook. You have Singletary, you have Moss, you 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 signed Duke Johnson, and then you have this Blackshear guy that came out of nowhere in the preseason. So I mean, I guess maybe they're thinking, you know, they have a lot of running backs. Maybe try to deal one. Um, so obviously nothing has come from the Moss stuff. But again, I don't know. Have you got? Did you guys see that? And and what were your initial thoughts on that? I did see that rumor. However, I also saw shortly after that that was like a false rumor, and like someone like uh, another media member like debunked it and like. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I don't think they should deal Zach Moss, first of all. I mean, Ethan Ethan didn't watch uh, the last preseason game, but I, I've watched every single snap of these preseason games, I'll be honest. I don't I don't say that very um, proudly, but I will say Zach Moss. <laughs> He's trying to show me up here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just am like a sick Bills fan. I, I watch literally all the preseason snaps. So. Um, but from what I've seen, like Zach Moss definitely had a different like burst this year. And like, I mean, even just a few touches again, um, I think it was that Colts game um, against their first string defense, maybe short um, uh, Darius Leonard, but uh, he, he had a couple good runs. He had like, he just had a little burst that I feel like he didn't have. So um, at first I was like, I, I hope they don't get rid of him or I hope that rumor is not true. I don't think it is, um, but I'm, I'm excited for Zach Moss and what he can do in year three. <laughs> and I think, you know, he's up against the wire here against with, I, uh, he's fighting for time. So. I feel, I feel like every year when we do this, we have a different running back in the room that we like to talk about that we're excited about. I think last year I said it was Singletary's year to bounce back. Um, I feel like we've been just scratching and clawing for some running back to really take the reins. Um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe it is Moss that, that steps up this year, but, but just going off that, like, in general, if he is looking nice, if not, it, just in general, the running back room has been crowded. This Blackshear guy comes out of nowhere, which I feel like that's also a, a, an annual occurrence of a Bills undrafted running back that looks great in the in the preseason. Everybody gets hype, and then it's like it's not really a big deal. Um, but I mean, we have like four or five guys that are at that position. Like, what do we think is going to go down? How many are they going to keep? I know Ethan and I usually do like a 53 man roster episode that we didn't do this year, but from the running back position, like it's, it's interesting to see, I guess who, who's going to stay there. I mean, I think Singletary's a, a lock. They drafted cook. So he's probably a lock. Um, and then you got Moss and, and Johnson and Blackshear and, you know, are they going to keep three running backs, four running backs? I don't know. Ethan, do you have an opinion on this at all? I, I think they don't keep more than four. Um, I did see what you're talking yeah, no, about. And no I, saw what, I saw what Trent was saying about how it was all a rumor. Honestly, I could see it going either way. Like, it, w- it wouldn't surprise me if Moss got dealt, but then, um, you know, like Trent Chet was saying, that maybe he has a little bit of a burst this year in training camp and preseason that they're going to give him another uh, n- another look. Um, like you said, I think Singletary is a lock. James Cook is a lock. I haven't I, – I don't know. I, I just – to me, it's – like, I don't care about Zach Moss anymore. <laughs> I, just, I just think he's – He's like, whatever. I don't, I don't see him having a 
a breakout year where he's going to dominate this backfield. What um, is this, his know, third year now? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think we kind of know what we have with him at this point. Um, he just he just doesn't have, I think, that explosive step that's going to let him be in every down back. And it's just going to be another running back by committee, which is fine based on how the NFL is nowadays. And when you have Josh Allen, it kind of doesn't really matter. You don't really need like a Jonathan Taylor or a Derrick Henry type running back uh, when you got, you know, a top three quarterback in the league who could also run the football better than most running backs in the league. Um, so, yeah, I, I think those two are locks. And then I'm guessing they're going to keep Moss again because, you know, he's he's they drafted him as a rookie that maybe they want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't see um i i don't see duke johnson making the team i i just don't like he hasn't shown enough i think and you he's kind of over the hill a little bit and i think if that fourth running back whoever you you have there they're gonna want to like get a guy that can maybe play some special teams or something like that or you know do kick coverage or yeah i I just don't see duke johnson doing that unless he's returning kicks but i don't even see him being our number one guy to return i just think he's gonna be the odd man out there and then maybe blackshear practice squad or he's like a fourth guy i i don't know that's kind of what i see the running back room looking like they uh don't forget about um taiwan jones who they list as a running back that's right um he is the gunner um on punt and then he also i think he plays all four special teams but huge special teams guy and ethan to your point like they definitely will want some special teams help out of out of the backfield there so i think he's 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 a lock uh he hasn't played much in the preseason and i think that's um because he doesn't need the reps he's like a 13 year vet at this point um so i think i I think it's going to be those those top three that you said um moss singletary cook and then Taiwan Jones for special teams. And then I think uh, they try to keep, I would imagine they try to, I, if, um, what's his face? Duke Johnson can make the practice squad. Like I, I think they, they want like a vet in the room um, who, who can actually like play offense as opposed to Taiwan Jones, who just can't give any production there. Um, and then Blackshear, I think is practice squad kind of guy, like you guys mentioned, but, you know, it's the Christian Wade, the Antonio Williams. You know, we always have these, happens these running every backs every every preseason. There's the fan favorite, fan favorite, fan favorite running back who, um, you know, everyone falls in love with, and then he gets cut, and we forget about him. Yeah. Come regular season. So, at what point yeah. is uh? Because I, I mean, I feel like Bills fans always like to say this. Like we always talk about the running back room every year, and we always have a guy, whether it's like a Frank Gore or you know, a Matt Breda, it's like, we need a veteran in the, in the, the backfield. Like what point is it like Devin Singletary is like a veteran, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah well, I, I mean, think maybe it's, that's this year. I think it's good. Yeah. I think it's going to that them. point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, th- I think, I mean, yeah, I think it's getting to that point now. Also, I mean, I don't know. I, I wonder if things would have been different if McKissick actually decided to stay with the bills. Right. Cause I feel like that was like more of like a high profile guy. And when that fell through, they went after Duke Johnson, which wasn't nearly at the same level. So I wonder if, I don't know, things would have been different if McKissick came. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting. The Moss trade rumors. I mean, just to put a cap on it, like I wouldn't be, you know, too upset if they did try to deal with one of these running backs, like get, you know, I don't know what you would get for any of these guys. I don't know what Moss is, you know, going for getting more than like a fifth round pick from Zach Moss right now. Right. But I, I guess, I, you know, at, the, at this rate, if I don't know, maybe you wouldn't want to deal him for that, but maybe in a couple more years or something, I guess he's only in his third year, but it was just an, I guess, interesting thing to yeah. see when you see these, you know, the running back room pretty crowded and 
I don't know, just see what we can get. I think him. ideally he's that he's that third down short yard yardage back that uh, gets those goal line carries. Like if if he can yeah. be that and and take those reps away from Josh, and I think you still use Josh as like a weapon um, in the you run game because that's yeah, I mean that's just who he is. But um, I, ideally, I think you know you would have this power back who you hand off to on third, fourth, and one or on yeah, the goal well, line. And, and I think that's and, what he's been like he's supposed to have been right the past couple of years. And he just hasn't really formed into that yet. Like, I feel like we tried that his rookie year, tried that last year a little bit, like, and it, it just didn't really, you know, happen the way it was supposed to yet. But I mean, ho- ho- yeah. yeah, hopefully that in his third year, he can make that jump and, you know, short yard situations. He he figures it out. Um, But yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it goes, I guess. Um, But I think that's enough maybe on the running back room. We'll kind of move on <laughs> here uh, with the, with the rest of the team. Um, I don't know which which direction do you guys want to go. Do you guys want to talk about the schedule a little bit first? Do you want to talk about um, kind of like breakout players, something like that, or, or what direction do you want let's to go? Take in, let's let's look at the schedule real quick and yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe we don't have to go through every game. Like we don't have to do we don't have to do like detailed on every game. Maybe if there's a couple that hop out to you that you want to talk about more in detail, we can. But yeah. um, I do like yeah. kind of going through and just giving like wins losses and, and see kind of like where we're at with like the team going into the year and what their record's going to be at the end of the year. Maybe we can talk about, you know, division and, and, and where they're going to finish in the conference and playoffs and, and how the season ends, that kind of thing. Well, um, my, my first thing that when I look at this schedule is kind of like a Jackal and Hyde schedule where it's a really, really tough schedule on the first half. And then you kind of need to just like bear down until you get to that bye week. And then you, you do have green Bay coming out of the bye, but you know, weeks nine through, you know, the end of the year, that second Weak. half is 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 way weaker than that front half. So it's kind of like yeah. you know, if you can battle through the first six six weeks of the season, you know, maybe get to four and two, that would be a success in my eyes. And then you just absolutely make hay on the back end. I mean, you have it's a gauntlet. You have at LA home opener against Tennessee, at Miami, which is always a tough game, you know, in division on the road. With uh, a team except for that, last year when we beat them thirty five, I know we've but. had success, <laughs> but <laughs> no. But this this year, I actually I agree. I think yeah, and then at Baltimore, which I feel like they're kind of they're going to be a team on a mission this year, in my opinion. Yeah. Baltimore losing Lamar Jackson last year and kind of missing out on a playoff run. Uh, you know, yeah, everybody versus- everybody tore their ACL last year, and then this year their their mascot tore their ACL on the field. I don't know if you guys saw that, <laughs> but he was getting carted off on their preseason that. game. So that was a tough look for Baltimore. <laughs> and then brutal home versus Pittsburgh in week five, which we already know how that went last year, and then at Kansas City to round out the first six weeks before the bye. So I mean none of those games in my eyes are a given. Um, maybe Pittsburgh at like at home, like that should be that should be a win knowing what that team is this year. But mm-hmm. outside of that game, I mean, I don't really see a for sure, you know, chalk it up as a W and move on. So what do you, um, so what do you got? So we'll start there for the, those first six weeks before the bye. What do you have them as their record? And we can go around the room here to see what we got. In I, I think that they'll, I think they'll get to four and two. Um, I think they'll probably lose. I hate to say this, but I don't. I kind of see him losing the opener at LA. Um, I think they'll win the whole our home opener versus Tennessee, and I think they'll beat Miami on the road. Um, and then I think they'll 
win one, lose one between at Baltimore and at KC, and I think they'll beat Pittsburgh at home. So I think between at LA, at Baltimore, and at Kansas City, I think they might go one and two out of those because they're all on the road. Do you have specifics here, or are you just kind of just like throwing out guesses and, you know, you're kind of putting your eggs in a lot of baskets here? I I said four and two. I think, you know, I think. Yeah, but you're like, they might lose this one, they might win this one. I, I mean, said they. I said they. Got? They win. They win the home opener. They win. The, they win their two home games uh, versus Tennessee and Pittsburgh. They win in Miami, and then they go one and two. I think they lose the opener at LA, and I think they split between Baltimore and Kansas City. If you know, if you want me to say which one they win, I don't know. I say they. Let's say they win at Kansas City and they lose at Baltimore. There you go. Okay, I'm I'm similar boat. I got them going four and two in those six games. I have their L's being to the Ravens and the Chiefs though. Um, I have them winning the home opener, winning that the, the game against the Titans, winning against the Dolphins. I'll say it right now. I have them going undefeated in the division. I don't care. I think they're going six and zero in the division. Um, I'm super high on the Bills this year. I mean, obviously everyone is, but I think you like. I remember we were doing this last year. Like you guys had them winning the Super Bowl last year. Like you know, spoiler alert, but like I'm feeling very good vibes this year. I'm, I was kind of on the same wavelength you guys were last year. So division, I'm I'm still you know sticking true, sticking to the gun about them owning this AFC East. Um, but I have them losing at Ravens at Chiefs. It, it's kind of maybe a reverse of last year is what I'm thinking with this pick against the Chiefs, given the L of you know maybe they get us back in the regular season. I know that's going to be. Oh, it's going to be an interesting game, interesting storylines going into it because of the way the season ended last year. Um, but listen, the Chiefs are still a really good team. Uh, and I think we just, it's its in Arrowhead. Um, it's going to be a tough game. And then I think the Ravens, like Ethan said, I agree with him. I think they're on a mission this year. I think they win the North, AFC North. Um, so I think they lose in Baltimore. It, it is a gauntlet going forward. I think the buy is kind of, kind of huge, honestly, where it lies. Like, we're, we're on the road four out of those first six games, a bye, and then you come back with the Packers, which is a tough, tough game, but that bye might be just what we need to just kind of get the engines rolling towards the end of the year. But I got them going four and two to open it up, uh, losses against the Ravens and Chiefs. So that's where I that's where I start. Um, T, I'll throw it over to you. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to jump on the four and two bandwagon here. Because um, that's, that's honestly how I feel too. Uh, I'm with you, Sam, on the Ravens and Chiefs loss. Although the more I think about that Chiefs game, I just I don't I, I feel like they can pull that off again like they did last year. Um, but I don't know. My guts just tell me four and two. I don't know how it shakes out exactly, but I'm not gonna predict them to lose the opener against the Rams because I'm gonna be there. And if they lose, I, I honestly think they're gonna come and beat the shit out of the Rams, if I'm being honest. Like, yeah, I I can see them just coming in and and because I mean it's like it's I guess almost I like a take, re- I didn't take into the Super Bowl hangover into effect either. Well, it's yeah, that, and it's like, like and it's like revenge from revenge almost in a in a different sense from last year how we started off against the Steelers so you know so down and it was just kind of a bad showing at home and and I feel like they I don't know it's a di- different meaning this year and they're and they're like listen we we knew what what is like against the Steelers last year coming in just not being prepared. Um, it's just another year under the belt and each year matters each year grows and. Yeah, I think they like basically your point is what I'm trying to say is I could see them kind of ripping them. Like I could see them winning yeah. big. I I mean that's that's kind of how I feel. I think I mean I I full heartedly believe I will probably take this to my grave that if the Bills beat the Chiefs that they would have won the Super Bowl. Like I I, I truly truly think they would have beat the Rams even in LA in their home state. Like the Bills were so good last year. I think um, yeah, they would have gone through Cincy. Yeah, yeah, it would have been the breaks off of Cincy. Um, 
And I think they just have like that chip on their shoulder, like, oh, like, see, like, we if we were in that game, we could have beat the Rams type thing. Um, and they're just going to do it, you know, Thursday, September 8th instead. Um, so I do think they're going to win that home opener. You're not going to lose that, especially the Titans. I think we finally, finally get the Titans number. I mean, we've been playing them away so many yeah. years in a row that it's like we finally get this home game. And uh, I, I think we're going to give it to them. Dolphins, of course, that's a dub. Um, yeah, I mean, like you guys said, like the Ravens were just not healthy last year and just knowing how talented they are and how deep they are. And then thinking of, I mean, their whole secondary, I think was out last year and now they get them back. Um, that's definitely going to be a tough game, but I will say we do very good against Lamar Jackson. Most times, um, that we played him and I think we have a good, good game plan for him. So I I just think that's going to be like, uh, it's going to be a defensive struggle. Um, yeah, well, that real, qu- real quick, let me hop in. Like, yeah. that's the thing, just going through the schedule in general. Like, it, like, I, I truly believe, and I hate whenever, you know, I talk to someone and they're, oh, you're a Bills fan. And, you know, how do you feel about the year? Like, being, being a Bills fan, I hate being like that, regardless of how good I think they are or whatever. It just, you, you hate saying, like, oh, I think they're going to be unreal this year. They're winning this year. You just don't like to say it out loud. But, like, and so going through the schedule, I'm trying to look for, like, you know, they're going to lose some games. They're not going to go 17 right. 0, right? But when you're going through game by game, it's like it's really tough to say they're going to lose. You this can game. talk yourself into every game. Exactly. Yeah. And well, they're favored in every game right now. Yeah. So it's like, and I know they're going to lose some games. And I know I hate saying they're going to be so good because it, it comes back on you and you don't want to put your expectations too high. But just like, I know the team that we have. Like, I we've seen in the past couple of years, they've only gotten better in the offseason. So it's like, it, it was hard to find some L's on the schedule. I know that sounds super like cocky and and annoying but it's 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 almost true right and so it's like yeah. like you well, said, we like, talked about this already sam like the season's at this point only going to go one of two ways like we're either going to end the season with being the happiest we've ever been in our entire lives or it's going to be arguably worse than the way the season ended last year and how we felt i mean it's a super yeah. bowl or bust year for the first time i think since jim kelly was a quarterback so if you don't win the super bowl then it's going to be a heartbreaker of a season at this point right so yeah, I, I really, I really think it is going that way. So, the one thing that I want to point out—I mean, we talked about how you know, from a matchup perspective, these games are tough. But you only have two home games in the first six weeks before your bye, and so you're gonna there have to be some road dogs to start. You know, yeah. road warriors to start the year off mm-hmm. at some tough places to play. The thing that's crazy—I'm on ESPN right now—and they show the the ticket prices next to these games. Dude, you cannot get in. So there's only two home games, like I said, in the first six weeks before they're by. The home opener, which is a Monday night game on primetime, and then week five, which is a 1 p.m. game against Pittsburgh. These two games, you can't get into the stadium right now for less than $300 a ticket. Yeah. That's sitting 300 level. Like, that is insane. I've never seen it like that before. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's crazy. I mean, we're going to that home opener. Um it's going to be mean, electric. Yeah, the, the Pittsburgh game is crazy. The lowest ticket on StubHub right now is $310. Pittsburgh also travels Jeez. so well, so that's definitely playing mm-hmm. a factor into that. And it's just on top of the crazy like hype for this year. But yeah, yeah no, I mean, October in Orchard Park is like the best time for a game. So. I love I love how this plays out, too. I love being on the road early in the season because, I mean, we're going to have so many games when it gets into well, end of November. Well, that's December, what I was just going to say, though. We're home. It, but but I don't know, you'd think though that but I was just gonna say that the the schedule is weird where I don't I don't really remember how it usually goes and after the years go by I like just completely forget about the years previous but 
we don't really have like a home stretch this year. Like I know we have the like the first six games, like you're saying, we're on the road a lot. But then there's not like a time where we have like three, four. We don't have we don't have three home games in a row. I mean, we, yeah, we, we go out of the we we play the Packers, then we go on the road again. Then we're home twice and on the road twice. Home twice on the road. Like there's not a stretch where we're home for three games, four games in a row. So I, I don't mean, think it's ever like that. I mean, there's no stretch of this season that we're on the road for three games in a row either. No, I know, but I feel like there's a stretch usually where you're at, like you have like a little bit of a homestand now. Well, I mean, right out of the bye, you have home versus Green Bay, then you travel to New York City, then you're home and home. I mean, you don't, you don't really leave the state. Of I New guess York. that's the closest to a home True. stretch. Yeah. Yeah. You do leave the state of New York. Oh, yeah. You, you go to New Jersey. <laughs> Bills fan. Gotta, yeah. Gotta claim New York. Um, but all right, yeah, so we're we're all at four and two before the bye, I guess, and then we'll we'll go to the next few games. We can kind of take it maybe in like thirds, um, but yeah, that I mean to your point, Ethan. Then after the bye, I mean Packers are gonna be a tough game. They're 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 gonna be tough games. I'm not gonna act like these are all games. It's the NFL. Anything can happen. Injuries, whatever the case may be. We lost to Jacksonville last year, right? Like that's a game on the schedule last year where we thought there's no business we had losing. Stuff's gonna happen. But you come off the bye, you play the Packers on Sunday Night Football. Then you got the Jets, Vikings, Browns, Lions, Patriots. Like you kind of hit this, like you get a lot of your divisional games late in the year. Um, and you know, you hit the Browns before Deshaun comes back. You have the Lions on Thanksgiving. Lions, you know, still probably aren't gonna be that great. I know they have the hard knocks hype, Dan Campbell. Um, just a kind of a crazy guy, but they're not gonna be a good team. Um, so I mean, for the for, for the next six games, we'll kind of do them in batches of six, I guess. So Packers, Jets, Vikings, Browns, Lions, Patriots. Uh I have them losing one of those games and and that's the last L I'm giving them too. Like I like again, like going through this schedule, it's like I was trying to find, you know, spots to give them losses because I know there's gonna be losses at the end of the year. Uh, but I, I I just couldn't find anything. Um the, the loss I'm giving them here is the Vikings. So I, I have them, I have them that's my yeah, I That's have them I beating the Packers. Too, I have them beating the Packers. Um, Vikings at home, no shot. Something about the game. Packers. It's like the Indy. It's the Colts game that we had last year, where they just came in and just trounced us. For like and I did predict no that reason. Colts loss, by the way. Credit to me. Um, <laughs> but no, so I have them being the Packers. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Something about it's going to be after the bye. I think McDermott's track record after the bye is pretty high. Um, except, except maybe, except maybe last year was Jacksonville after the bye. Or am I wrong um, there? No, Miami and then Jacksonville, right? Yeah, I think okay. he's undefeated. Okay, or was so it the Jets and then Jacksonville? I don't know. We played like the Jets, Jacksonville, and Miami. Like, remember, yeah. I I said that we were just going to stomp, and we didn't really stomp. I ju- I just see, uh, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> but um, I I just see that that winning as the Packers. Like, I see with the special season happening, like you need to have signature moments during your regular season. And I think it's going to be like a, you know, Rogers is still going to be elite, but he's, you know, obviously coming to the end of his career within the next five, 10 years. And I just think like Allen is going to have that big win over him on prime time. Um, like finally be, beat like a all time QB. Like, I don't know if he's really beaten, like obviously beat Mahomes last year, but in terms of like, he hasn't beaten Brady yet. Right. Like, I don't True. think he's really beaten like a great yet in terms of longevity. So I like the winning against the Packers just from like a vibe standpoint. Like I'm just feeling that one. No other really like analysis there. Um, but then winning against the Jets again, have them going six and zero in the division. Uh, I'll come back to the Vikings, but winning against the Browns, no Deshaun, no problem. Winning against the Lions on Thanksgiving, I think we've been just been. I think that's just a, a win, and we've been pretty good on Thanksgiving. 
uh, and then win against the Patriots Thursday night. Um, but the Vikings out, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of people too see that or, or predicting Vikings win the NFC North, which I still have the Packers winning that division. No shot. I still have the Packers winning that division, but I, I think the Vikings are. You never know what you're going to get the Vikings. They can be terrible. They can be very good. And I think we're just going to catch them on a very good week because I was actually looking at their schedule and the six or seven, whatever games there are before the Bills games, they play pretty weak opponents. They play Washington. They play, um, I mean, they play the Dolphins, the Bears. Uh, They they don't have a super hard schedule leading up to that game. So I feel like that's going to be a game where they click. Uh, kind of like a Justin Jefferson goes off type thing, revenge game after trading away the draft pick. I, I don't know. That's just my loss. And then in those next six games, I had to f- fit one in there. And um, something about it just just tells me that they can lose. And, and obviously, I think they can win, too. But that's just the one I'm going to say uh, within those next batch of games that they uh, take the L on. I'll, I'll piggyback off of you real quick because I have a, the same exact uh, thoughts as far as the wins and losses. I. I do think the Vikings just seems like a trap game. We're coming off. We'll come off a, a high from the Packers and then beat the Jets. And uh, I, it gives we'll get me, a little too I, comfortable, I think, maybe. Yeah, and and the Vikings got a new head coach, new OC, new uh, new GM. Like they totally redid, you know, their front office there. And um, I do really like Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins. I mean, the guy's really average, but he, uh, you know, he put he puts up fantasy numbers. That's that's for sure. Um, but I, I think, you know, you got, if you have a healthy Dalvin cook too, um, I think they can, they could sneak up on some people. And then, I I mean, it's awesome that we kind of sneak away from Cleveland without having to face Deshaun Watson. Although I wouldn't be too worried even if he did play, um, I'll be honest, but I mean, this, this is probably, I think this is when you start to gear up, you, you find your rhythm. Maybe you have, you know, a shaky ish start to the season, collect yourself after the bye. You know, like you said, beat. I think that'd be huge for Josh to beat Aaron Rodgers head to head. And Josh is actually two and zero in the Sunday night games. So, for any uh, you betters out there, um, he's undefeated. So, I I like their. I, I think they start to get some momentum here. Maybe slip up. I kind of like when they lose like one in the middle of the season just randomly because it, it kind of grounds them a little bit and is like okay, like you're not you're not at your Super Bowl level yet. But that's good because you don't you don't want to get hot until the end of the season. You want to get too right. hot where you fizzle out, you know, first round of the playoffs type thing. So I think you gain some momentum here. They're a shaky start, and um, you know, gear up towards the third half, third of the season. The the, the, uh, the the Packers games is the the old the old undefeated on Sunday night plus McDermott undefeated after a bye combo. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna want to watch out for that. That might be a <laughs> negative or positive plus positive and equals negative. Some <laughs> you never know. Um, go ahead, Ethan. If you got, if you wanna add in, I mean, I'm you were kind of chirping sh- on that Vikings loss. I'm gonna be straight up. They're not losing any of those games. I wow. got them going six and zero oh in this stretch. I mean, I love, okay. I love what you're saying out of Green Bay. Totally agree. Um. You know, it's it's tough because I'm, you know, I'm marrying into a family that's, you know, a bunch of Packers fans here. So I know there's going to be a bunch of eyes on this game and, you know, a little peek into my personal life. I'm going to actually be on my honeymoon while this game is going on, which is <laughs> actually unreal because it's going to be on national TV. So I'll be able to see it. Yeah, it's um, huge for you. Smart. <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to be dialed in there. I'm sure I'm sure the fiance is going to love that. But, um, you know, they're definitely going to be the Jets. 
Minnesota. I mean, I don't. I I get where you guys are coming from, but there's just no way this team beats the Bills coming into uh, Ralph Wilson in in November. No shot is Kirk Cousins gonna gonna win on the road in in Ralph Wilson Stadium. Like this this guy is soft. Uh, you talk. I mean, he's like Mac Jones. He's like a you know he's he just doesn't win that type of game, and so. I got that as a W. Cleveland without Deshaun Watson doesn't have a chance. I mean, on Thanksgiving at this point, I don't care who you throw out there. You could throw out the 85 Bears and we're going to win on Thanksgiving. And then you got, uh, I mean, the Patriots. I mean, we go back and forth. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm always the guy. It's, you know, Sam, you you like to give me, you give me a bunch of crap about how, you know, I'm scared of the Patriots. I think, I, you know, last year, I don't know how you can be scared of them at this point anymore. And I think... I think Finally. that we, we can come in and, you know, dominate this. Game. I mean, after the last two times we played this team, I don't know how you don't pick them to win. And I, I mean, what I've been seeing from clips on Twitter of Mac Jones and whatever, whatever scheme they, I mean, Matt Patricia is the offensive coordinator. Now I'm just yeah. learning, like, how is that a, a thing in, in 2022? I mean, I, I get what he did with that team, you know, 10 years ago on the defensive side of but how do you hire that guy after what he did with the Lions to run your offense? And then, I mean, who is who, outside of like Damian Harris, like who really scares you on offense on that team? I know they, who'd they get? They got a receiver, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't even know. I, I know who you're talking about, but I, I besides that team. one. One guy. Oh, uh, they, they got Jabri- Devonte Parker. I think they got. From yeah, Miami. didn't they also, they also they got like Jabril Peppers maybe for def- defense. Yeah. They don't scare uh, I me. I mean, who cares? That team is not. I, I'm not, dude. I mean, low key, the jet the Jets might finish higher than the Patriots this year. I mean, that oh. would not surprise me. Like, I think the Pats might come in last in the AFC East. Like, that might be a hot take, but um, I could see. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. So I got them going six and zero there. Talk, I, talk about talk about a 180 out of you about, about your thoughts from the Patriots. Hey, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, clap it up, clap it up. 50 to 10 last time we played them. I just, I just, but. I mean, you look at these teams. I mean, the Dolphins, I think, are the clear number two. I mean, outside of Tua, that's a that's a playoff team, arguably a contender if they had a somewhat of a decent loaded. quarterback. They're going to be good. They're gonna um, be good. And then you got, I mean, it, it comes down to like, do you like, Zach Wilson or Mac Jones? I mean, I know Zach Wilson got banged up a little bit, but it sounds like he's going to be kind of ready to go. Um, I mean, do you, and I know there's other players in the field, but to me, it's like, do you, would you rather put your, you know, franchise behind Zach Wilson or Mac Jones? And I think the Jets got a little bit more youth and a little bit more spunk. And I mean, I think their weapons are a little bit better. I think they're, uh, I don't know. I think they're just more athletic football team. I, I mean, I like, I like that coach that they got from san francisco mm-hmm. i think the pat i mean i think the pats are trending in the wrong direction here i agree 100 yeah. percent. back uh back out of here I had a little technical difficulties we're all good though um we'll wrap it up here with the, the last third of the season uh so we just finished talking about that patriots game and and lions browns vikings jets packers that kind of stretch then the boys finishing it off jets dolphins bears Bengals, patriots so when I'm looking at this stretch here, I'm looking at, first of all, I'm looking at all W's, to tell you that much. Second of all, I'm looking at pretty much all easy games except for one. Um, and I think, you know, that one we can probably agree on is the Bengals game. Um, it, we were just talking about the the 
the comparison between the Jets and the Patriots, that first uh, game and the next third, the Jets, we we're kind of hyping up, the, hyping them up a little bit. Sorry, Jets, we're still going to slaughter you either way. Uh, maybe you might be a little bit better. The Patriots, it's not saying much right now. Um, and then Dolphins, they're coming to Buffalo. Um, cold weather, all that. Win. Bears are going to stink this year. That's on Christmas Eve. Win. Bengals, Monday night football win. Patriots again. Um, uh, I'll say it one more time. We're going on to feed in the division. Uh, the Bengals game here is, is I have it as a win. And I, I don't know, maybe you guys disagree here, but I think that this is just, uh, well, first off, I think that they end the, end the season super hot. They're just going to get on a roll, almost like similar to last year, and just roll right into playoffs. I think that L against the Vikings, kind of like Trent and I were saying, is going to spark them again, and they're going to get you know right in their groove with not you know a, a ton of great teams, which will help that out. Um, but specifically the Bengals game, I just think it's going to this is going to be the game to finally put to bed the rumors of Joe Burrow being better than Josh Allen because I know that maybe not a, like a lot of people have said that. I know there's still probably the majority of NFL fans out there that would take Josh Allen over Joe Burrow. But after the Bengals run last year, after Joe Burrow and, and his, you know, he's wearing these crazy outfits to the game and, and people are just falling in love with him. And they're saying he's, you know, a top three quarterback in the league. It's his first year, you know, really healthy as a rookie. And he goes to the Super Bowl and the Bengals have this magical run. Um, for one, I think the Bengals regressed this year. I already took their under under their team win total. I just think that was more of a magical run. I think they're a good team, but I think it was a magical run. I really do. And I think that they're not as good as that going to a Super Bowl. And I just think that it's, I just think Allen's so much better than Burrow. I I just think it's, it shouldn't be a conversation. I think Burrow's a talented quarterback and I think he's going to be very good for a long time, but I, I just don't think they're in that same conversation yet. And it, and it pisses me off when I hear people saying they would rather Burrow. And I think this game's going to put it to bed. So I couldn't put this game as an L. I know it's going to be the toughest game probably in that last third of the season, maybe even in the second half. Like the Bengals still have a solid team, but I think they're going to regress. And I think it's just going to, you know, solidify that it's like, it's not close. Allen is the better player here and he's going to dominate and Burrow is going to crumble a little bit and our defense is going to get to him. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of my synopsis on the last, last third of the schedule there. We're finishing out hot, all W's on my end. And, and again, that's going to be like a legacy game. Allen over Burrow prove to people that they're just not, um, not kind of similar yet. So that, that's where I'm at right there. I'll throw it over to one of you guys to kind of pick up um, on your thoughts. I like what you said there about the uh, the legacy game. I could I could totally see that. Like what Mahomes is to Allen, Allen could be to Burrow type thing, where it's like you know he's he's never sniffing the playoffs because Josh Allen's beating him type thing, or like maybe sniffing the playoffs, but like he's never getting over the hump because like Josh is there type thing. Um, I mean, he's definitely really talented, and like I don't know if I had a pick between the two. I mean, I would I would obviously take Josh, but there's definitely a debate for for Burrow, and you've seen his success in college, and I mean that connection he has with Jamar Chase is special. Like those dudes are going to be tearing it up for God knows how long. Um, but I mean, I think the Bills are just overall better team, and they're just their defense is better. Um, offensively, I mean, they're they're still better. <laughs> like the Bills are just the most complete team in football. So. Me, like we said at the beginning of this schedule uh, conversation, like you can really talk yourself into every single game being a win. And I mean, I, I think it's like in our blood as Bills fans to like, like you said, Sam, like we don't want to predict every single win because it's a little cocky and like we know they're going to lose games. But I mean, look at this schedule. Look at the, the second half of the schedule. And it's like 
I mean, if, if hypothetically they didn't lose that Vikings game, like I could see them just running the table the whole rest of the season, you know? And it's like, right. That's what I'm saying. That would be insane. I, but honestly, I kind of like when they slip up a little bit. Like I said earlier, like you just got you a, little adversity. a little adversity is, is never bad. And you can't <laughs> you can't be playing your best football in December. You got to be playing it in, in January, February. So, um you know, I, I think I think they I think they went out. I think it's uh, funny uh, hearing Trent say I, I kind of like when they you know slip up a little bit when they you know maybe lose <laughs> one. And, I mean, it's like knock me in the side of the head with a baseball bat here, but this is like <laughs> insane to hear this coming out of Bills fans' mouths after you know the past twenty five years of my life where it's been you know can we can we buy a win here we've been you know going through seven to nine season after seven to nine season it's like nah you know, it's I like, like a it, it's like a hindsight thing like though because like i kind of I, I i would never want them to lose but I, I understand what trent's saying in a sense where it's like in the moment when we lo- like lost to jackson last year lose any the game season crumbling. when we're at yeah. the when we're at the tampa bay game trent you like you and i sit next to the other like worst moment right we're, we're down yeah. so yeah. bad after that game like Ethan, you were there too. Like we didn't even communicate after the game because we're just like we're we're going back to our Airbnb. We're we're cashing in, but then like we go on the magical run kind of in the playoffs, and and Josh is un, unmatched, and and then you, and that's when you almost look back and you're like, those exactly. games kind of taught us lessons. And in the moment, it's like, of course not. But like in hindsight and maybe looking ahead, it's like a little bit easier to say like I like the stumble up. Of course, we don't like the team losing. It sounds a little bit crazy. Like I know yeah. Ethan's saying, but like you know, you know what I mean. Like in hindsight, you're like that kind of like gave us a little boost. But you need it, and like football is a game of adversity. I mean, it's like you you need to go through those like uh, those highs and lows, and like to grow as like a team, and then you you just carry what those learnings, and it's like really deep football philosophy here. But like it's true, it's like name you know every every team that's ever won yeah. the Super Bowl. I mean, had, right? The, the, the Patriots undefeated season, right? They lose in yeah. the Super Bowl. Even even the Rams last year when they when they first signed when they first traded for Von Miller, they lost like their first three games with him, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, what are they doing with Von Miller?" And it's like, no, but you you need those to grow and learn, and then you know you just get on a run, you get hot going into the playoffs, and you just you know run the table type thing. So I'm not wishing for any losses, but. It's like I can sit now before the season started and be like, okay, they're going to lose a couple. Like if games, it happens, we're going to be yeah. like, yeah, yeah, and we'll look back and be like, okay, maybe that was like not the worst thing. Yeah, I'm with you. I uh, yeah, I, I like what you're saying there. I unfortunately, I think I'm going to give them a loss at the Bengals Monday night game, um, and I think it's going to be bulletin board material for the playoffs type of deal, where they're yeah. going to come out. Oh, go on the um, reverse, the reverse angle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they're gonna because they're not they're not losing at home to the Jets. They're not losing at home to Miami. Chicago might be bottom five team in the league this year. They're not losing that game on Christmas Eve. I just think that the Bengals game, it's gonna be a dog fight. I agree, like what you guys are saying, that it could be a solidified, you know, game for Josh Allen. There's just too many primetime games with these team that you know, primetime games are also a little different, right? You got the whole like Jitters are up a little bit. You got the entire country watching that game. I think the Bengals are going to need that game more than the Bills are. Uh, like you Good were point. saying, Sam, like I think they might be fighting for a wild card there, and they really need to win that game. The Bills are going to be coming off, like in my book, they're going to be coming off one, two, three, four, you know, like eight wins. Could, um, could be could be could, could mean something one, for could mean something for the one seed. Could already have it though. To your point, I think they might already have the one seed at this point. If everything's going according to my schedule, <laughs> they probably will. Um, 
And so I just think that that's a game where maybe it comes down. It, it's kind of, it's kind of giving me like Titans last year vibes, right? Where it came down to like a fourth and goal play where we didn't get it. And, you know, the Bengals get this gritty win. It's going to give us a real sour taste in our mouths. And we're absolutely going to curb stomp the Patriots in week 18 with our backups. And I think that, um, yeah, I think that we finished the season. What is that? Five or four and one. Yeah. Four and one. So I, I, you know, I'm, I'm got what 14 and three, I think is my record right now. I think we lose what I got too. we lose two out of our first Uh six and then only one out of our last (laughs) uh 11 <laughs> so <laughs> it's i mean put it like that I mean, it's well. it's kind of crazy but i mean i just like you said there's too many games here where i just like how we kind of match up i like our spots there uh like i like you're saying sam I, I like us to run on the table in the division again or not again but i guess this year uh we should have last year we did, we did it we did it two years ago right and yeah, and then the only one last year we lost was the the, the uh, monsoon game. Exactly. So yeah. I, I so feed pending a monsoon, I like us to run the division. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just that that Bengals game is kind of like like you were saying with the Vikings. Maybe I just think that that game is is a different scenario. Like I don't see Kirk Cousins coming in on a one. If if that game, no, never mind. Kirk Cousins prime time sucks. But I just think like it's in Cincinnati, right? Like. That mm-hmm. the stadium's going to be in their favor, and I, I just think that game's going to mean more for the Bengals than it is for the Bills at that point in the season. That yeah, I mean that's a fair, it's a good take. Fair, and take I think we might see him again. Like I think this, like if everything according to my storybook ending like matches up here, hopefully we see the Bengals maybe in the divisional round after we get our bye, and they have to come to Buffalo, and then we just beat the doors off of them because the Bills like knew what happened on that Monday night game. Yeah. I would love that. I'll I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we all end up 14 three here. Let's let's finish out before we get into maybe some more just like quick hypotheticals or like quick like you know breakout player type things. How do, how are we finishing this season? Uh, I I'll I'll go first quick because I kind of pretty much already said it, but I, I do I'm feeling something different about the season. I, I think the Bills I, I think they win the Super Bowl. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it here. I think this is the the year I'm feeling it and um I mean, it's obviously not a hot take. They're literally, they're literally the Super Bowl favorites, which is another crazy thing that we haven't really mentioned yet. Um, but I don't know. It's just going to be a, a magical run. It's going to be. There's going to be some games like that Packers game I'm talking about. There's going to be some special moments this year. I've said it. I think since maybe two years ago, when when we lost to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship, I said at some point before Allen's career, they he will win a Super Bowl. I said within the next ten years, he will win a Super Bowl. So. At some point, I have to predict them to do that, and this is the year um, it, it's going to happen in my in my opinion. So their their season doesn't end in a bad note. Um, everything finally comes home to Buffalo, and we can finally celebrate and and enjoy that parade all um, all together. So that that's my take here, and I'm going to go into the season and hoping that's the way it ends. So try I'll throw it over to you for your prediction, and then we'll give it to Ethan. Yeah, I mean, I can just do a spoiler for our next uh, 10 episodes that we do of this every year because I I don't think I can go a season without predicting the Bills to win the Super Bowl with Josh Allen as quarterback. And, like, they truly have – they have the best team in the NFL, in my opinion, top to bottom, regardless of Josh Allen. Um, And then I think you add the best quarterback in the league on on top of their – their defense. And I think, like, a big thing last year was obviously getting the quarterback, having that closer – dressed it with Vaughn Miller. I think um, 
you know, if they can address the running game and not not necessarily run more, but more run more effectively, take a little bit off Josh, but work the clock a little bit more so you can win those close games that you need to like grind the clock out and and then, you know, let the defense, you know, you, you have the lead type thing and you got Mahomes on the ropes and you let the defense finish them off. So I, I think this season, I predicted it last year too, but um, I think I think just going through last season makes you really like appreciate how good they freaking are. And you like, realize how close it, you are. You realize how close, I mean, they were so, so close last year and they really, they really should have won it to be honest, like last year should have been their year and they didn't get it done. But now you go out, you get Von Miller, you get, um, you know, like a guy like James Cook, who we haven't talked much about yet. We haven't talked about players much, but like he's going to add a totally different dimension that this offense has never seen. Um, I think, you know, just the role players that the Bills have, like I, I think everyone, including, you know, defense, offense, like they're, they're ready to win this thing. And like, I, I don't think that they go another year without getting it done. So I'm going to predict Super Bowl champs. In it, Arizona, I think this year. Yeah, and one more thing, Ethan, before you hop in, like weird, like just to round that off, like weirdly enough, last year they lose in the divisional round. The the year before they lose in the conference championship, obviously, but last year was almost more solidifying to me that they're ready to win, just because obviously yeah. the way it ended, right? Like like the conference championship year when we we're we're making that run, like we beat Baltimore, but it, we didn't really, it wasn't really our game. We didn't score that much. It was just kind of like it was the Taron Johnson interception you get to the championship against the chiefs and you kind of get rocked. Like we didn't really have a chance there, even though we're in the AFC championship, it, we just never were in that game. And then last year you lose in the divisional round, but it was a complete fluke. We knew that like Josh Allen was the best player in the playoffs. The team was playing unbelievable. Like I, that still to me is a, is a fluke, a blown game. It's it just, yeah. it was, it was more convincing that they're closer than the year before when they went further. So in a weird way, it like made me yep. realize like they're ready now. I completely agree with that. Yeah, and I'm not going to sit here and pick them to lose in the playoffs. I mean, what you want me? You want me? To, I mean, I would get my head chopped off if I was, you know, by the one before I die faithful. If I'm sitting here and pick, you know, I'm like, ah, I think they're going to, you know, lose a stinker in the AFC Championship this year. I'm not going to sit here and do that. Like they're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, you got to say that. So, all right, we got three Super Bowl. We got we got we got four, three, fourteen, and three records. We got three Super Bowl picks. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> that's how you know it's going to go this though? year. I feel like every year when we're like, oh my God, like I can't believe we predicted that. Like this year, I'm like, no, like they're going to do it. Like, yeah. You know, I'm like, I don't feel guilty about picking them to win the Super Bowl because everyone's picking them to win the Super Bowl and they're good enough to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And like you get games, like it could go anyway, you know, but like the Bills can win it. It's not that crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not like a, it's not a shot in the dark here. Um, all right. So there, there's our predictions, season predictions, regular season wins and all that and, and playoffs. Uh, I guess we'll move into kind of how we kind of like to do this every year. We'll round out with uh, a few little questions and then maybe, you know, put a stamp on it. Um, but I guess we'll we'll start with breakout player. We like doing that one every year. Who do we think the breakout player is going to be? Do we want to do breakout player overall or do we usually do like offensive? One defensive? offense, one defense. OK. Um, oh, yeah. I definitely have one for offense. I'm going to have to think about defense. Uh, I don't know. I'll let one of you guys start it off, though, because I started off the the other one. If, if someone was ready to hop in here. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll go. Yeah, you go. Sure. Offensively, I think I was a year too early with him last year, but it's it's Gabriel Davis this year for for offense, in my opinion, and it's not even close. Um, I mean, I said 
I said uh, he was going to be kind of the X factor, I think, in our preseason uh, episode last year. And oh, that's what we we called it the X factor last year. Yeah. <laughs> this year we'll call it breakout. I don't know. Same I mean, thing, breakout right? X factor. I think it means the same thing. But um, I, I mean, I think, like I said, I think it was a year too early. I think he had a slow start to the year last year. He's kind of having trouble getting involved in the offense, especially having Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders kind of playing more in front of him. Um, with, you know, he still had Isaiah McKenzie in the mix. I think it was a little bit more crowded receiver room. Uh, I think he was still kind of finding his way into the offense a little bit, but I mean, towards the end of the year, the guy was absolutely lights out. He had four touchdowns in the AFC championship and in the off season, he looked like he turned into a, like a transformer or something like that. The guy is huge. Um, and I mean, he, you know, first time Josh is out there, he just chucks the ball up to him and he finds him in the end. So I think that's what we're going to be seeing out of this guy. Uh, week in and week out, he's going to be a touchdown machine. I said this last year. I think he's going to be a you know a fantasy draft, you know fifth round kind of like watch out for this guy. He's going to break out type of deal. Steal of a wide receiver too on your fantasy team this year. I think is a Gabriel Davis. I like it. We'll we'll go sure. uh, Trent. You you can go. We'll go offensive and then we will go back like snake draft wise defensive. All right. Um. It's funny. This question gets harder and harder every year because we just have we have a lot of studs across the board. Where it's like, I mean, like Gabriel Davis, like yeah, like he's the. I mean, to me, he's like, oh shit, he's gonna break out. He's like has the most right. opportunity of his career, and it's like so the, these um these sneaky guys are like hard because it's like what do you say? I think last year I said Dawson Knox. That that ended up being true. And like, I, I I said uh, I said Matt Breida. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a nice cold take. Uh, you got to give some love to those running backs. You uh, love the veteran right, so, running back. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll, so I'll go with, um, I'm debating two guys here, but I'll go with Isaiah McKenzie as my, mm-hmm. as my breakout. That was my guy. other one. That's that was my, mine. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's in line for his biggest role of his career. And um, I think he, he brings that speed element that obviously we've seen on like the jet sweeps and stuff, but, we haven't seen him get too involved in the offense other than that uh, Patriots game. So I, I think he's going to, he's going to have a huge role working out of that slot. I think him and Shakir are going to be great out of the slot, but he's going to get, you know, a lot of the first team reps. And then um, I, I think he's built up a really good relationship with Josh and good chemistry with him. He's, he's the longest tenured like receiver on the team. So um, I think that plays in his favor. And, you know, I, I think when his, you know, um, when he's had to step up and like, he's finally gotten these opportunities. Like he, he's pulled through every time. So I, I think he's going to have a huge year. Um, I don't know that, like, I think Gabe Davis can be a touchdown machine. I don't know that McKenzie's going to get as many touchdowns, but I think he's just going to do a lot of work in the middle that like, I mean, we're not going to have Cole Beasley. So uh, that production is going to have to go split between Davis and Isaiah. And uh, I'm excited for, for his year. Yeah, I, I completely agree, Trent. That was mine, Isaiah McKenzie. Um, as we just said last year, I went with Matt Breda. I, I also, you know, was hyping up the the Devin Singletary comeback year. I'm gonna just steer clear the the running backs at this point and and go to you know a more solid, solidified answer here. Isaiah McKenzie, a lot of the reasons you just said, Trent. He, you know, Beasley's gone, Sanders is gone. He's like the three now. Like he is the go-to three guy. He's gonna be in the slot, he's gonna be out wide, he's gonna do everything for you. And he's gonna just gonna get a lot more opportunity, and he's he's gonna come through. I mean, that Patriots game showed that he's gonna be just a beast, and um, and he can do it. He can get it done. So, uh, everything you said, I agree with. He's just gonna get a lot more opportunity, and 
And I mean, let's just face the facts here. We're a throwing team. Like we're, I'm not going to pick a, a running back here to break. I'm not going to, you know, throw you a James cook here just because um, to try to, like, <laughs> he, was, he was mine. I'm here. like, yeah, it's like, I, I mean, I just hey, love, I out love running it. Back who's like, right. you have no idea how they're actually going to do, but. Right. Love, <laughs> love to throw that out there, but I'm going to, I'm going to get a little bit more serious with the pick this year. I, I like McKenzie. Um, so I'm going to go with him and then I'll, I'll go with my defensive guy and we'll kind of go back to trend then back to Ethan here. Um, defensive breakout guy. I'm going to go Greg Rousseau Groot. Um, I think that he had a pretty solid year last year as a rookie. And to be honest, I, and I think we talked about this, Ethan and I throughout the season, we, we didn't think he was getting enough playing time. The bills, they, they do like, a, they love the defensive line rotation and, and I don't know, maybe it works kind of, maybe it doesn't, but can never really get my grasp on that. He just, I don't know. He didn't play as much as I thought he would last year. People forget like that unreal play he had in the, in the chiefs game in the regular season game um, where he had that like interception. I think it was where he like tipped it up to himself. Like he's super athletic. Von Miller on the other side is going to be, I think huge for, for him. I think he's going to get a lot of reps this year. He's starting at that end position. If again, with the way we're predicting the season with the bills winning the super bowl, they need to step up the pass rush. I think Trent, as you said earlier, like that, they need to get to the quarterback. That's why they address Von Miller. So if they're going to be this team that we're all hyping them up to be, they're going to have a good pass rush. And I think Rousseau is going to have to be a big part of that. So that's kind of my mm-hmm. philosophy on seeing him as my breakout player. I think just having Von on the other edge, he's going to get a lot of, a lot of attention. They beefed up the interior D line too, with guys that can get to the quarterback a little bit. Um, so I, I don't know. I think he's going to get a lot of opportunity to kind of go out there. And I think he's going to kind of need to step up for the team to do well. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Rousseau. Yeah. I love that. I completely agree with everything you said there. I think Rousseau is going to have a huge year with uh, Von Miller getting a lot of attention there. Um, so I usually always go with Vol- or, um, Ed Oliver for this pick. I think I'm like two years in a row with Ed <laughs> Oliver just because I'm just waiting on this guy to fucking break out. But um <laughs> I'm going to steer clear of Ed because I know he's going to break out regardless and go with Tremaine Edmonds. Um, I, I think this is a big, big year for Tremaine. It's his contract year. He heard a lot of, a lot of criticism last year about not, you know, filling in the middle and like uh, run stopping and making those splash plays. Um, I, I think this is the year he breaks out and, you know, I think he, he needs a couple of interceptions under his belt too. But he is such a presence in the middle of the defense. Like he gets so much criticism, but I, I would I would love to see another linebacker in there because they would just like I don't think people truly understand the impact that he has being six five, having a huge wingspan, and he's fast as hell, and he can just make plays all over the field. And like, yes, he's still young. I think everyone knows how you know young he is still, but it's a huge year for him, and I think he's going to have the best D line that he's ever had in front of him. And like those guys in the middle, like those D tackles, um, like Daquan Jones and like Tim Settle, like those guys occupying blockers will free up Tremaine to go make those like fourth and one splash tackles and like those, those TFLs everyone's looking for him to do. So uh, I think with the best D line he's ever seen, he's in a contract year and he's heard a lot of noise. I think he he answers it and uh, he is in line for big payday come next offseason. I like, I like that. It. I like it. I mean, the straw the 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 straw that serves a drink on that defense. Everybody knows what I'm going to say is Matt Milano, but I mean, I can't, I can't just uh, you know pick. I mean, he's just he's already broken out. 
<laughs> no, we, I thought we we're doing like X Factor kind of type guy too. Like that's kind of like I mean, yeah, whatever. You, whatever. No, I'm rolls, not man. picking Milano. I mean, I just I just wanted to, to throw that out there because I, I think he's the the guy that makes the defense click. Um, you know, as much as I want to go with uh, Specter because he's got that dog in him. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say I was gonna say honorable mention is Balen Specter. I don't know, hopefully he makes the team. I think he. I I don't know. Is he trending? He's got that, that dog in him, dude. He's making the team. I think he'll make it. Um, I'm going to go with Teron Johnson because he's kind of stepped up in the last couple of years. He's got that dog in him. And everybody knows him from the big pick against the Ravens in the playoffs, the pick six to kind of seal the deal to send us to the AFC championship two years ago. It's kind of become now a mainstay household name. But I think this year he's going to have a monster year and he's going to... Let me let me rephrase that. He needs to have a monster year this year if this defense wants to be legit based on our cornerback situation. I mean, we don't know what we're going to be getting when Trey Wright returns. Hopefully, he's going to be coming back 100% and he's going to pick up right where he left off. But, I mean, that was a serious injury. Um, and I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything concrete as far as, you know, when is he exactly coming back? It seems to be kind of up in the air. And then on the other side, we got, you know, Kair Elam, who we drafted in the first round, who I don't even know, is he going to start, uh, you know, week one? Dane Jackson, who, you know, showed some flashes, I think, last year when he came in and played. But I think there's a lot of question marks around him. And then who's the, the other guy that we drafted? Benford. Benford. Um, Nova, I think. Yeah, out of Villanova. Was he like a six-round pick? So yeah. there's just a lot of question marks in the cornerback room. I think out of the entire... 53 man roster the one position group where i think you could kind of poke holes at this team is on the cornerback spot right now and so i think teron johnson's just gonna have to be that guy that kind of has to step up when trey white's not on the field and you know maybe for the first couple games you know take these rookies under his arm i know he's a nickelback but still he's he's gonna be on the field for i mean the way the nfl is you basically have three corners on the field more than you have three linebackers so I think he's going to have to be the leader in that clubhouse while Trey's off, uh, you know, off rehabbing or not on the field. And he's going to have to come up with some big plays. I mean, um, he's he's a veteran, and so we're going to need him this year. So I think Teron Johnson's going to step up and, and be that dog on the defense. Love yeah. it. Yeah, he gets forgotten, I feel like, amongst, uh, you know, Poyer, Hyde, Trey White, Kyrie. He's got a new number like, this year, too. So he's going to be looking going at single dig? Seven. Seven. Yeah. Wow. Mackenzie's going single dig too. Yeah. It, it's actually pretty impressive. Uh, just speaking of Johnson quick, a little bit more like it, just how much he's improved almost like over the past few years that he's been on the team. Like I remember like what, when did we, did, did the bills draft the bills drafted him, right? Yeah. 2018. What? He was a, a fourth round pick out of Weber state. Yeah. Weber state. Like just, I just remember early in his career, like you could tell like he he was good, but he, he was like inconsistent. Like he would kind of like, you know, like he would, he would blow coverages a lot. He, I don't know. He was just very like, oh god, like Johnson again. But then it'd be like, oh, he made a nice play there. But like he's just like gotten so much better, like year in year out. I feel like, and now he's just become a staple of the defense. And I think that Ravens pick six, like, just almost was like yeah. his legacy Even play, confidence. right? Yeah. And so, yeah. Like, so he, so he, he's, he's, yeah, he's solid. And he, he's honestly been a pleasant. Like we kind of needed him over the past couple of years, and he's yeah. been a, a cornerstone of the defense. Um. But yeah, nice. All right. So those are some breakout X Factor players, whatever you want to call it. Um, 
I don't know. Do you guys want to talk about anything else? Do we want to talk about? I don't know. Do you guys have any, any ideas? I'm trying to think of what else. Just I don't know. What else are we looking forward to this year? I guess. I mean, do we want to? I know we do like MVP picks, but I mean, like that. That's going to be Allen. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Kind of what, what about like what like players that you're going to be like keying in on? Because I have. I mean, I'm going to be keying in on this offensive line. I think week one. You mm. talked about yeah. Well, we Mary. need to, we, <laughs> we need to key boys. in on it because. <laughs> The the O line is something that we don't really know is like besides a few of the like obviously Morris Dawkins, Bates, and then Saffold. is Saffold gonna start? Is he healthy? Yeah. And then and then Questenberry is like is mm-hmm. the guy that we know nothing about at least me and Ethan and like I don't know Spencer Brown it seemed like he was the savior last year and and so I don't know week one I'll be I'll be keen on that for sure I agree with that right and what Bach Bacher's hurt right yep. And Tommy Doyle. Yeah, I think Spencer Brown is the interesting. I mean, I would have, I would have said for sure he's going to be the starter, but he hasn't played much preseason. He's been hurt. He had the off-season back surgery, so I think he's still recovering from that. But Questenberry, you know, is a starter in um, Tennessee along with Saffold for the past. I think Questenberry's been there actually most of his career. If I'm not mistaken, Questenberry's uh, a <laughs> we we had this conversation if you didn't tune last, in last year, week or last uh, week. <laughs> missed that. Trent, we uh, mispronounced his name the entire time, and it was not a. It, we learned a lot about Questenberry. One of <laughs> Queensberry. <laughs> yeah, Queens. Is that what you're saying, Queensberry? Yeah, yeah. That's um, funny. Um, he he was a. Uh, practice squad player and then last year he started for the uh for the titans for the full year yeah 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 he's actually he's a um cancer survivor too which is pretty crazy but um yeah so but he, he's older and like he honestly i'm looking at his stats now he doesn't have that much game experience i think because he was out for a couple of years with uh while he's recovering from cancer so um uh, but I don't, I don't know how, you know, I, I would like to see Spencer Brown in there. I mean, Spencer Brown just brings like an edge and like a toughness that like, I think we, we get with Saffold too. Um, but I just, I just like the way uh, Brown plays and I mean, he's our future right tackle. So I would like to see him get in there, but I mean, I feel pretty good about this whole line overall. I think it's, um, you know, definitely the deepest that we've had for Josh's career, at least um, definitely have a lot of guys who can, play different positions but um i think rick Bates, uh, do you think so i'm like i'm kind of nervous about the depth yeah. i no, I, no, no. I mean you think um oh let me pull this up and also they have a new um o-line coach who is actually uh one of my friends out here uh brooke cromer it's her dad and he is, he, I mean, Ooh, he's, inside a, he's a scoop. legend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, That's I why Trent likes the O-line. <laughs> no, no. He's like, he's like really well-respected and like, he's, he's honestly, he's one of the best uh, O-line coaches in the league. Um, and you can tell, I mean, he, again, just preseason, but like the, w- the way that they were running it and like, it, it just looks different. And like for everything I've heard, all the press conferences I've heard from like Dawkins, Morse and like, like uh, Aaron Cromer has just brought like a different element to that O-line group that like, I, I think they just, I think Bobby Johnson sucked. I think he was terrible. Was that the That's everything I've gathered. Yeah. That, like from what I've heard from, I mean, they basically say it without saying it, but um, I think, I think Cromer brings a, a huge element to that. Like, I, I really do think this O-line is going to be awesome this year. 
That's that's just an I mean an interesting thing just to bring up just in coaches in general. I mean we we didn't even really touch on. I mean Ken Dorsey first year, right? I mean it's going to be interesting. And and I think the the main thing that we've talked about that with that Ethan and I is like listen, we have Josh Allen, like the OC doesn't matter as much like this. It'll be fine. But I mean, at the same time, like I, maybe we should have talked about it a little more. It'll be interesting to see kind of his game plan in the first couple of games. Like, I mean, obviously watching preseason and I did watch a little bit, not as you know much as you trend, but it's, it's kind of hard to pick up on. Right. I mean, like Josh Allen goes out there for one drive, goes three yeah. for three and throws a 30 yard bomb. It's like, well, everything looks, looks fine to me. So, yeah, I don't know, but I think it's there's, more there's situational hiccups and, and stuff. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, the game plan is let Josh fucking take over every game, and it's like yeah. get the ball in Josh's hands. And if it's not in Josh's hands, you know, you, you better be picking up yards with a running back because uh, it's anytime the ball's not in Josh's hands, it's a win for the defense. So, you know, yeah. every every run has to be worth it, type of thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I like Dorsey. I, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't, uh, you know, be a good I honestly, OC. And, Honestly, like him uh, more after like that clip that the Bills posted of him as presser, like maniacally laughing, like a like an absolute <laughs> psycho, and he was telling himself that he doesn't think he's that much of a psychopath, which means he's very like much a psychopath. Yeah. Like he's probably in the Something lab, psycho just like looking at film twenty four seven. So I actually love to see that out of him. Um, so that actually got my confidence factor up on Dorsey, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I mean I don't have anything else to add over here. I mean I think I'm. I mean, we're all just psyched for this season. It's going to be an absolute bloodbath of a season. Um, it's going to be ups and downs, highs and lows. It's a it's a grind, man. It goes fast, but it is a grind week in, week out. There's nothing like the NFL where it's just one game a week, just sitting there on Sundays and and soaking it all in. So excited for that to start up again. And, um, and yeah, I, hey, we're winning the Super Bowl this year. So any closing words from the boys before we kind of sign off here? Got anything, Trent? Closing words? No, I mean, boys, I I have thought about this Rams Bills game for yeah. That's I knew it, I knew it was going to be the first game. I like you can ask Hannah. I've been saying it literally since probably like March. I'm like, we're going to need that, that is going to be the first game. Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> that that is that is. I knew it was going to be the first game because it's like Von Miller getting the second they signed Von Miller. I'm like, okay. It solidified it. I mean, it's the best. So anyway, I've been thinking about this for so damn long. I cannot freaking wait for next Thursday. Be in attendance. 15 minutes away from my house. Got the boys coming. Got our boy Mike, Jimmy. A couple other girls are coming. Like, it's going to be a time. And I know you guys are following it up the the next week. You guys are following up the next week with a home opener, so yeah. Well, we'll we'll uh, we'll, look forward to we'll leave it to you to get the job done in LA, and then we'll We'll take take care care of business at home. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that. Coast to coast effort. Yeah. Any closing <laughs> words, Ethan? No, let's go. Let's get it. I'm done with uh preseason here. Like I said, Trent, you better bring home a W to kick the season off right. Prove me wrong. That's one of my three <laughs> losses is the first game of the season. <laughs> so, um, you know, if we win this one, I'm pre- predicting 15 and two <laughs> and uh, <laughs> let's go win a Super Bowl. Love that. So, yeah, Trent, thanks for coming on again. As always, the annual uh annual appearance on the on the show we appreciate it um so thank you for that and uh yeah go bills go sabers as always guys thank you for tuning in and we'll talk to you guys next week peace last night i let the party get the best of me waking up in the morning two holes laying next to me plus i heard an officer arresting me good
Sweet and cold drinks, that's the motherfucking recipe Nigga, and we roll deep, deep, so deep, deep It's going down in this bitch, concrete We gon' party all night, no sleep Tell the owner, them is all my guys So tonight, everything is on me The drinks is on me The bitch is the hotel, the weed is all free Get high, I mean so high, we don't see the whole suite Then fly to a level where you gon' need your own key T-G-O-D Stay with us, came to spend it all, don't care what I'm paying for Used to be too young, now I'm out here buying a bar Every time I look up, it's another red cup Bunch of niggas in the game, but they